Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 23 and today we're going to be talking all about PR gifting. Um, I did actually have to go back and check my podcast archive because I was so sure that I'd already done a full kind of dedicated episode on this. Um, I've talked about this topic a lot kind of on various platforms, social media, all that jazz and I basically always say the same things because I have my kind of like PR gifting ethos that I follow um, with small updated rules and you know things that I kind of move and change here and there over time Um, but I'm always surprised when I get the response that I do because people always seem to be interested in the topic and always have like new questions and new angles and new interest so here we are um I'm not gonna lie I just recorded about 30 minutes talking about the whole topic um so just to visualize my setup so I'm in my office in my house my podcast setup is on my desk and um we have this like extra long desk in our office which is like two meters long so on one half is like our computer screens and like my podcast setup and like lights and things for zoom calls cute and then on the other side is a vivarium with my um boyfriend's snake <laughs> inside it um so the snake is currently out and about and being quite active um if there's any um reptile owners out there snake owners you'll know that most of the time if you have a snake you won't generally see it because they kind of hide away and are quite docile really like you very very rarely see them um but he is out and about and all over the place like up and down the door of the vivarium all sorts um there's glass doors on the front so you can see him um then you have my cat who has absolutely no sense of danger and will run full pelt at the vivarium, jump on top of it, and then proceed to smack the glass um, when she sees the snake. So I had to delete the last 30 minutes of the episode because (laughs) I was so concerned with every time she came flying towards the vivarium that my rambling was just out of control. And it was a whole podcast of me going, uh whilst I was basically trying to wrestle her off the top of the vivarium. So <laughs> so you should get a more refined version of me in this podcast. Fingers crossed. Um, so as I was saying, um, this kind of came back, this whole topic came back to the forefront of my mind. Um, I was on TikTok. I saw a clip of a podcast with an influencer called Flossie um, where she was talking about PR gifting um, and making some very interesting points about it, um, about her experience as an influencer. Um, And one of the points that she raised was that um, she feels as though her address is has been leaked or shared um so I thought I would kick off uh the podcast about PR gifting um with a PR perspective on that and kind of explains how it works because obviously I don't know what's gone on behind the scenes like I have never sent uh Flossie a PR gift so 
um you know this isn't like a step-by-step play of what would have happened however with the industry knowledge that I do have I have a theory um of what has happened here and how she has arrived at that um sort of perception of the situation so it's very very common um so the way it works in uh PR is you'll create yourself a database um so if we're talking about influencers specifically like this goes across everybody you're in contact with so your journalists your influential people your celebrities your stylists you know your makeup artists your influencers all kind of are part of your personal database as a PR it's essentially like if we're talking old school like your little black book so um for me it's like name email address like that's the kind of info that you're storing as you can imagine um gdpr a few years ago uh really put a spanner in the works for all of us prs because we deal in communication and a lot of the time we share info so it's very very common practice when you work in an agency even though you have your own little black book of contacts that is expected to be shared Um, and that is something that is seen as a positive for a brand when they come into an agency is instead of having one person and their set of contacts you essentially have access to everybody's black books who works for the agency um, which then obviously you're covering more ground because you've got more contacts different relationships different angles you know you've essentially got more people more eyes working on whatever you want to be worked on so what I think has probably happened um, is Flossie has agreed to give her address to one PR one brand potentially inside an agency then the same PR has thought oh she also works for this brand and popped her on the PR list for that or her colleague has gone oh can I grab Flossie's address I really want to send her this and then it's been shared in that way Um, but that's kind of agency culture and how it works is it right no Um, and I'll talk about that later on but that is traditionally kind of how things have run in agency so I think that's probably um what has happened but obviously from Flossie's perspective so also to add in here as a little bit of um subtext um Flossie is with an agency called Gleam um which in my opinion are a more of a I'll say like a strict agency um where you won't have any direct contact with the influencer at all like it'll all go through the agency even if it is the fact of asking like if you can send a gift um as like another example of that would be an agent who only deals with paid work and then they kind of allow the PR and the influencer to sort out like what gifting they want you know there's that kind of option where they the agent only gets involved when it's a paid thing um but with Gleam you have virtually no contact with the influencer at all unless you've like known them previously or something um so Flossie will just be receiving this these PR gifts having had like no real like context from the PR or like like really know who's sending them they just turn up so she'll probably think oh yeah you know I approved this gift from whatever brand but then all of these other brands are sending and she's like well how have these guys got my address so that's what I think has happened um from a PR perspective um so I thought I would throw that in because that was kind of brought this topic back to the front of my mind um so 
something I like to do especially with PR gifting is I always strip it back to the basics and that is how I kind of settled on my perspective of how I was going to run my own PR gifting um because you know you can do it in many ways the same the same as like any PR activity there's a million ways to do it and there's no one to say what's right and wrong um or what works or what doesn't you have to find your own way um so for me I like to strip everything back to the basics I like to discard anything that is seen as like industry standard and I like to go back to the basics of what is this and why am I doing it so the crux of it is you're sending a gift from a brand to get their products or whatever it is their services that they want PRing into hands that are more influential than them that is the crux of it um also the the clue is in the word it's a gift um so it's supposed to be a nice thing to give and receive it's supposed to be a positive experience so I think as long as you're bearing those things in mind and you have that as the goal um you can't go far wrong with PR gifting but it's when we forget about those things which is very easy to forget when you're dealing with you know deadlines and budgets and ROIs and all this stuff like it sometimes it's easy to gloss over the fact that a PR gift should be positive to give and receive so I had my own very similar kind of flossy story PR experience a few years ago um with an influencer who I had been in contact with for a while um I'd met her at you know in-person stuff in-person activities um and I'd been sending her regular PR gifting um and going back a few years ago it wasn't common practice to ask permission to send PR boxes I will say that is different now um in my opinion but at the time it wasn't the done practice uh you would just send the PR box very similar to how you would just send to a journalist which again I do this very differently now um but this was going back like five six years ago so I sent this um I was sending this influencer in question and also I was going to say her name by the way um but she's had a really challenging um I would say year personally so um I then decided not to say her name because this is very like it really doesn't mean anything for me to not say her name and I feel like she doesn't need any added stress so (laughs) just so you know that's why I'm not saying who it is um but I've been sending her um what I call organic PR gifting which is like gifting for the sake of gifting um you know you might get a post out of it a story out of it but nothing you're not asking for anything in return you just send in the gift to be nice um so I've been doing that with one of my brands for a while and she'd been reacting really well to it you know she would post it she would always say thank you she was like super into it so then it came to one of my other brands um they were bringing out a range that I thought she would really like um so I thought I'm gonna send her I'm gonna pop her on the PR list so for context um my perspective is usually always with like small and founder brands in mind um you know obviously corporate brands they work very differently their budgets are very different you know how they deal with products is very different to me um smaller brands you know you're often dealing with smaller quantities um a lot of the time they haven't explored sending to influencers before so there's a sense of nervousness around that um there's also a sense of 
every penny they put into these like PR boxes, which sometimes can be very expensive to put together and send, um, you know, that has to have a return. So there's a lot more pressure than if you are like a L'Oreal and you can just slam out as many PR boxes as you want and it doesn't matter. So anyway, I send it off to this girl. Um, then a few days later, um, she decides to go on like this huge rant on her Instagram stories about um PRs sending gifting um and it's just too much and you know there's she's just like she's just going to give it all away or throw it away um and whilst I completely understand where she's coming from because do influencers receive a ridiculous amount of gifting yes at this point in time were they receiving hordes of gifts yes I get it um but what wasn't great for me was that my clients had decided to invest in like a really beautiful custom box with branding all over it so while she's ranting in her hallway there's this big pile of boxes in the background and my brand's box with their branding on the front of the box is front and center um and also you know these guys it's their first ever box they've sent her and now they're basically been put on blast on her Instagram story and also for context um this person doesn't have like a few thousand followers like she she's in the millions so it has an impact um so I sent her a direct message and I just said listen um you know this is really disappointing to see that you're just going to throw away the PR box um you know this brand is a small brand they've never sent you before everything we do is really curated and considered um so if you don't want the PR box like please return it and I will send it to somebody else please don't throw it away because it is expensive for them to do these things she came back you know she wasn't the best she was kind of like backtracking and whatever um so that resulted in us not working together anymore um purely because like I couldn't really risk any of my other clients falling into a rant like that again so I just took her off all PR lists and I've not actually worked with her ever since I mean that wasn't the full reason why she was blacklisted I also had a really bad in-person experience with her around the same time so she was kind of on thin ice with me anyway um but yeah that that tipped it all over the edge right um so you know there's a few things at play here are influencers receiving too much PR gifting absolutely are the influencers who are um you know hooked up with agencies etc just getting sent hordes of stuff that they don't even know where it's coming from yes however it's influencers jobs to be influencers wow English hello um it is their job to be an influencer so if they're choosing to have these PR boxes sent to their home addresses there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with that because that's a choice you don't have to have your PR boxes sent to your house. A lot of influencers have their PR boxes sent to their agents so that they can collect them all in one go. A lot of the time their agents will have like London central offices, they'll have more space, it kind of makes sense. Some influencers have PO boxes, it's the same. Some influencers, if they're big enough, have their own actual like personal office spaces because it's their work. So you get what I'm saying here so you know yeah I get it it's so overwhelming to have all of these packages all of these couriers come into your house day in day out but if you have the money which 
I know for a fact this influencer that I blacklisted does. I won't go into why because you'll be able to figure out who it is. Um, But I know for a fact she could have afforded some kind of additional space. Like there wasn't a need for her to have the PR boxes sent to her house. So, you know, there's, there's fault on both sides here. But I just wanted to highlight that. So when it comes to fault on both sides, what can brands and PRs especially do to help remedy the situation because it's not good for either side at this point and going back to my ethos and my belief about PR gifting it's a gift and it should be enjoyable for both sides to give and receive so how do we get back to that so this was something that I highlighted earlier um, where I said about asking permission. So this is one thing that has completely ex- um, transformed the PR gifting experience for me over the last sort of two to three years. It was mostly when, um, you know what caused the shift? It was COVID. You know, because everybody was forced to work from home, people who were working in office environments, particularly like journalists sparked this, um, they were now all working from home and we're dealing with the situation where PR gifting is being sent to home addresses and going back to the situation I had with the influencer everybody was feeling that everyone was feeling like it was too much there was too much waste there's couriers coming to the door all times of the day you know it it really put a strain on the act of sending PR samples so a lot of journalists and influencers who were like forced to be at home and were being overwhelmed, you know, swimming through boxes to get out of their houses, requested that you only send PR gifting if you've asked permission and it has been approved. So this is something that I have kind of obviously I started doing and it had such a positive response for me, both in the relationships between myself and the influencers or or press and also the results I was getting from it because it meant that the people who I was sending the gifting to were already a engaged with me and be interested in what I was sending so it meant that coming back to my perspective of working with small small brands founder-owned companies it meant that my results um you know my percentage of people who were posting or engaging with me or doing something after receiving a PR gift was much better because there was that level of engagement to start with so I've carried this through um all of my practices COVID and beyond um I no longer do any um cold send outs for press which used to be like a really strong industry thing where if you were launching something new, you would prepare like say 50 boxes and just send them to journalists um, without any prior like communication. You would just send it to them and it would just land on their desk. Um, Like when you think about it, that's so risky, isn't it? Because it could just fall into a beauty cupboard or, you know, it could never make it to the person that you're hoping to make it to. Like when you think about somewhere, like if you think about sending it to Vogue, for example, it's going to Condé Nast. Like there's like, five or six titles in one building like think how many staff are on each magazine and then some of them are sharing things like beauty cupboards you know hot desking like it just sounds like a recipe for a disaster and I don't know why that was ever the the sort of baseline anyway so I don't do any cold sends unless um the client is um adamant on it and understands the risk um and also if they have if the client has like a bit of a name for themselves then I would consider it but if they're small and relatively unknown I would always stay clear anyway 
that's something that's continued through specifically with my influencers um I will try every single time even if it's a brand that they have received before um I'll continue to ask because sometimes people don't want things and that's fine or you know they're slowing down their gifting for whatever reason they're focusing on other projects whatever but it just gives them the opportunity to say yes or no um so that is a really really simple thing that brands and PRs can do is ask permission and once you have that permission then you send and not before um I think that is a really great thing to implement and it's so easy to implement But then on the other side, what can influencers do to try and resolve, remedy the situation? So influencers can ask the PRs to stop. (laughs) And I know like these solutions are so simple, but it really, sometimes it just takes simplicity. And like, like I said at the beginning, like stripping it back to the basics and thinking about why we do these things and why we have these practices. And then kind of trying to go back to that and thinking of solutions that make sense in relation to the stripped purpose as opposed to what we've always done and just carrying on you know with our eyes closed so for example if I was flossy I would especially if you have an agent like there's absolutely no excuse if you have an agent because you absolutely you don't even have to do any work but just I would say to my agent like I don't want to receive any PR boxes unless I approve them um Or you can say, I only want to receive PR boxes from this brand, this brand and this brand. Everybody else needs to stop. And then it is up to the agent to deliver that back to the brands. And then the brands literally can't send you anymore. Um, And that will help you to be way more selective. And if you ask them to ask permission, it means that every time you can okay things yes or no. So if it's something interesting, brilliant. If it's not, you're not going to receive it. Um, And that is how you kind of start the ball rolling and stop this like avalanche of PR gifting are they going to be PRs who are going to send you regardless yes but you just have to like it's the same thing as setting like a boundary in your personal life you have to keep on it like telling them no once some sometimes isn't going to work but eventually the you know the message will get through and eventually the word will spread like I know, for example, like there's certain influencers in the industry. I know like they will go ballistic if you send them something that they have not previously agreed and they will literally send it back. Like, and that's not from my own experience. That's not from learned experience. That's from me just it's word of mouth you know like PRs talk we we see things we're aware of things like we know how people react to things. It's our job to know. Um, so, you know, if you say it enough times, it's going to work. So those are two really simple things from both sides that can really, really help. Um, So one thing I would say off the back of that, don't, as an influencer, taking a PR gift and just giving it away, giving it to a friend or selling it um, is really bad practice unless it's been previously agreed so sometimes like if I've got a lot of PR gifting going out from a brand and an influencer comes back and says do you know what I've got a lot of these products would you mind if I did a giveaway that's guaranteed coverage for me so yes that's fine but again it's just asking and not just going ahead and doing it um a lot of PRs will probably agree to something like a giveaway um, because, as I said, it's it's guaranteed coverage, which is great. Um, but giving it away to like your friends and family, 
I know this is inevitable because these people, even if they want to test things out, they're not going to use every single thing like to the bottom of the bowl. Um, but giving, you know, products, especially like new launches and things that could have gone to somebody else, like that's kind of bad practice. Um, the worst one though is really like selling things. Um, I've, it used to be like when I was in an agency, um, some brands would actually search their products on um, platforms like eBay, Depop. And if the influencers were caught selling things, then they would actually be blacklisted from all of the clients in the agency. Um, because you're receiving that product for free. And whilst, you know if you're doing like a gifted sponsorship for example where somebody gifts you and you do a post in return so therefore you have to display that amount that the product is worth um on your tax return um whilst yeah I get that um it still doesn't mean you can sell things because it's just not right um yeah I I don't think I really need to go into that like super deep but I just think it's quite unethical to sell something that you've been given as a PR gift again if it's if it's agreed prior then fine some brands might be fine with it but I personally wouldn't say yes to that um and the reason for that whole thing is basically it's what I said earlier about smaller founder-owned brands that have curated like smaller quantity PR boxes where their budget really needs to stretch we're basically setting ROIs on gifting that isn't even going to the correct person so if every time I send something to an influencer and she just gives it to her mum like my ROI means nothing (laughs) so you know it's really important to like keep that communication going and, and just it's down to that isn't it it's just communication it's just being clear um and I I do think like coming back to what I said about Flossie and having an agent if you have an agent there really is no excuse for this because your agent is literally the the means of how you communicate you know you don't even have to do it yourself um but if you are doing it yourself doing it yourself it only benefits you because a it strengthens your relationship with the PR and B, it means that you're only receiving things that you're really excited about. I mean, overall with PR gifting, um, obviously there are a lot of rules in terms of like what I mentioned just now about a gifted sponsorship, which is something that I never do by the way, because I do not think it's even, it should be a thing, but a gifted sponsorship is basically when you send somebody a gift and they agree to do a certain like number of posts or whatever in return. So here in the UK, um, how that works with tax is if you send a gift and there are terms agreed, so it's not a gift anymore, um, terms are, are agreed, then the the value of that product is then classed as like income. Um, so it, it's taxable. Uh, so that's how it works in the UK. It's not the same in other countries. That is exclusively to the UK, I think. Um, all the other countries have their own um, rules and regulations when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, I, I, my personal ethos is if you're asking for certain things, you have a brief, you're asking for content, it should really be paid. Um, it shouldn't really be in exchange for gifting. Where I will waver on that rule is when something is particularly expensive for example a a, like a service in a hair salon 
uh, because I deal with those a lot. So if you're having a service that maybe like if you were buying it would equate to like 200 300 you know sometimes even like 500 pounds like if they're doing like a full color change or like a really expensive treatment I would be more inclined to secure some content returns in advance because it's a high ticket item um the same thing with if you're dealing with PR gifting for professionals for example if I'm sending a hairdresser hair products that is something that they can use to make money um, and make profit. So I would be more inclined to ask for content deliverables and I don't necessarily see that as the same rules as gifted sponsorships. Um, So, you know, there's all these different circumstances. It really has to be, you know, you have to apply the ethos of PR gifting on a case-by-case basis because it's always different. Um, But I thought those were the most interesting and kind of extreme ones to discuss. Um, So yeah, that is my my thoughts for now on PR gifting. I'm sure I will do another episode about this in the future because it truly is like a beast of a topic that I could really like dissect a lot further um but if you have any questions queries are interested thought that was helpful um go over to instagram at the pr department podcast and leave a comment or a dm um and i will see you in the next one bye